Hello, everybody, and welcome to All Too Accurate, the podcast where we become your virtual best friends. We'll chat about surviving life in your 20s with your hosts, Cheyenne, Gabby, and Rachel. So grab a snack and get comfy because we are getting All Too Accurate. Hello, friends, and happy Thursday. It has been one hell of a week for all three of us, let me tell you. But today we're chatting about things we've learned in our 20s. But before we get into it, our question of the week is, if I were on a reality TV show, what show would I be on? All right, Shan, I know yours because you are obsessed with this reality TV show and I feel like you're bougie as heck and it is The Real Housewives. Now, where The Real Housewives would occur... I'm not too sure of your location. Maybe Orange County. I know you like the Orange County one. I also think that you... Which other one do you like? Um, I watched three. I was going to say New Jersey, but I feel like that's really wrong. I don't watch New Jersey at all. You watched three of them is what you said? It's Beverly Hills, Orange County, and Salt Lake City. Those are the three that I watch. Okay. No, I... Th- I wouldn't say I see I think Beverly it would either Hills. be Beverly Hills or Orange County, definitely. I feel that. Thank you. I appreciate that (laughs) with every ounce of my being. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're all like pretty and they love to shop and they just have glorious lives that you just, they just show (laughs) on the internet all the time. And I think you would thrive. Thank you very much. That means the absolute (laughs) world. I was honestly thinking, and I think it's something we talked about a couple years ago, Cheyenne, but I could see you on The Bachelor and just, like, fucking bitches up type of thing, so. That's really bad, but I'd probably be one of the shady people. I think you would be so fun on that show. Oh, yeah. But I definitely wouldn't go there for the right reasons, which I would is love it. horrible. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, I think it's like 95% of the people aren't there for the right reasons, so... That's, that's it's true. fine <laughs> yeah okay i could definitely see both those probably real housewives is i'm gonna pretend is more likely but i'm n- not even close to a well, rich wife but that's okay goals you know we can all strive <laughs> for something okay <laughs> and that's yours yeah. settled i'm here for it <laughs> all right rachel i also have yours okay hit me with it survivor no that's what i had for you or amazing race <laughs> What? <laughs> yes, because Rachel loves to be active. She loves to be outdoors. And I feel like she is an amazing cook. And I feel like she could just figure out how to make food and how to survive. Or I was thinking that Challenger show. The Challenge? like The one on yeah, MTV? I think, yeah. I think it was MTV. I was obsessed with that show for a while. So I could I could see myself on that one too. It used to be so good. And then I feel like. I don't know. It just got very repetitive. It, it went downhill and, at yeah, one point. It was not good anymore. Mm-hmm. I do well agree with you, Gabby, that I'm very good at taking random things in my kitchen and making a meal out of it. So I, I think I could do Survivor. You also like camping you. and your boyfriend <laughs> loves camping. So the outdoorsiness, <laughs> you'd be fine. You'd survive. My issue is the bugs. Oh, God. Yeah. But that's fine. <laughs> um, I think that you would be good on... What is that? The next great American home baker where they're oh. in the tent and they just like bake. Yeah, I could see you I on that one. appreciate that. Are you talking about like the British Bake Off? 
Yeah, but they had an American one, didn't they? I think so. There probably is. That American one that was not as good, um, but I, you're not British, so you'd have to be on that I one. would totally fake it. <laughs> just go to London for just a little make bit. It. Fake it until I make it. <laughs> yeah. Gabby, I totally had for you, like, Survivor Amazing Race, because I was just thinking about how you've been working so hard in the gym and, like, really doing great there that I was just like, oh, my God, I feel like she'd be such a badass, like, at one of these. I mean, I really appreciate it, but the Amazing Race, don't you have to run? <laughs> Because let me tell you, I am not a runner. If I run, I start wheezing. I start coughing. I can't breathe. But you've been working on that cardio. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. But I do appreciate it. I think that I I could do it, like, mentally. Yeah. But physically, my lungs may collapse. But I would – I'd probably finish. (laughs) I could also hands down see you on um, The Real Housewives as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Um, I'm going to give you two that I'm not even sure you're aware of, but that's okay. I'll explain them to you. <laughs> First one <laughs> is Big Brother. Do you know what that is? Oh, oh, yes. 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 Okay. I could definitely see you on Big Brother because I feel like you'd be very strategic and like, with your mm-hmm. alliances and you could I feel like you could do the competitions like both of them the physical ones and the the mental ones agreed that would be a lot of fun I would do that I thought about doing it in college what's like, your other one I'm just sending an audition tape um so <laughs> <laughs> the second one is Siesta Key have you seen Siesta Key I've not heard no. of that one okay I need you to is watch that like it. Selling Sunset no, but oh shoot, now that you mentioned that, I can see that too. Um, <laughs> but Siesta Key is like Laguna Hills, but in Florida. And it's just a bunch of like pretty people. And they just stir up a bunch of drama with each other. And I just think you'd be really good on it. I'd be in for the drama. Let me tell you, I love a good drama as long as I'm not involved. <laughs> That's it. You'd be like the shit stirrer. <laughs> Like, did you hear what that person said about you? I don't know. <laughs> that's, yeah. Anyway, that's what you need to be in. One of those. I'm convinced. <laughs> I mean, I'd do it. I'd probably do Big Brother over whatever that key place, Siesta Key. I would probably Siesta do Big keys? Brother just because. Yeah. I don't know. I can only handle so much drama, you know? Yeah. Um, I need you to watch an episode, though, and report back to me, please. Okay. <laughs> we'll do. We'll do. Alrighty. Let's move on to talking about things we're learning in our 20s. Obviously, we're still in our 20s, so this is a work in progress, but we're going to give you some things that we've learned so far and maybe we're still kind of working on. But yeah, let's get into it. Just a refresher in case you all don't know, I am 26. I'm turning 27 in June. Getting closer to that 30. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm Rachel and I'm 26, so I'm not far behind. It's great. <laughs> I'm Cheyenne. I'm 25 and I'm a Libra. <laughs> I love the thrown in horoscope freaking star sign. That's what it feels like we need to be saying. I feel like I'm doing a dating profile. I know. Seriously. Okay, Cheyenne, what's the biggest thing you think you've learned? In your okay, 20s? I think the main one, so this is 
my first big girl job. So I'm learning a lot. But I think my main one is like maintaining your work boundaries are probably the most important boundaries that you can have. Um, For me, I think it was a big learning curve. When I was in grad school and I was a teaching assistant, I constantly had my email notifications on and just accessing, like the students had access to me constantly. So when I started my job, I was pretty adamant that I would not have like my work email or any of my work chats on my personal cell phone. Um, And that's been the biggest lifesaver, I think, that I could have ever done because like my job, I constantly would have people contacting me on the weekends at night like they don't care (laughs) so for me that's kind of a boundary that I have to make for me to keep my life just like separate and it doesn't become one and I'm not constantly stressed out all the time so that's a huge one for me and I think if I could give any sort of advice is just when you start a job write those down and stick to them so that you kind of don't break those boundaries I find that when you have your notifications on or even you check in the morning of your email, you see how weird and awful people's work-life balance is because you see these emails at like 2 a.m. Yeah. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I just don't understand it. <laughs> I went on my emails and I'm I'm still trying to struggle and like work with my work-life balance too. Um like I was even telling Cheyenne before we started this, like I was getting super anxious for work this week and I feel like it's taking over my weekend because I'm just getting so anxious. And so I'm still trying to figure out how to balance the two um, and not let work overrun me like I have the past year. Um, but uh, last week I actually ended up working at like 930 at night just to send a couple emails and it took me longer than I expected. And my boss noticed and he literally came up to me the next day. He's like, Rachel stop working outside of work and before I left on Friday too he told me like don't work this weekend and so I think that was huge for me because like I could tell myself a thousand times don't work but to actually have my supervisor also tell me don't do it that was huge for me and so I think the work-life balance also is beneficial if you have your management that can help help you with that too which is not applicable in every work situation yeah Yeah, I think you have to remind yourself that like you don't owe your work anything more than those the hours you committed to when you signed your contract like you're working full-time that's what you committed to I understand maybe every so often and I'm talking very rarely that you have to do work outside of your normal hours because it might be a work emergency etc but Like, you don't owe them anything more than that. They're paying you to do a service and you do your job and you do it as best as you can. If they're giving you too much of a workload, that's a separate conversation to where you need to work overtime. That's a separate conversation with the management. But yeah, so I don't know. Keep those boundaries. I find that um, I'm really good at those boundaries and people make fun of me because I work eight to five. And let me tell you, I do not work a minute over 5 p.m. if I have control over it and my mom makes fun of me because she sees me set my alarm for my lunch breaks so I make sure I get that full hour and then I set alarms for my 15 my two 15 minute breaks 
So I make sure I get those breaks as well because it is so important to not give more than you signed up for. Like you were saying, Cheyenne, it's like you have to set those boundaries with yourself because honestly, at the end of the day, your work does not would love for you to continue to work 24-7. They're not going to pay you. No. And it's not going to show up in your paycheck, but they would love for you to do overtime. That was one thing for me that I've been realizing more too. It's like my work recognizes the extra work I do and all I get is a pat on the back essentially. And it's like, yeah, that's great. That's cool. But where is that going to get me? And kind of me realizing more and more of my career goals. I'm like, the pat on the back is not going to do anything for me. Um, What makes me happy is the stuff I do outside of work. So yeah, definitely. Good. Good one, Cheyenne. (laughs) Cool. Rachel, do you want to go? Yeah. And so kind of like almost going off of that a little bit, um, big girl job is just learning to be on my own and trusting myself and trusting that I can live on my own too. I've always been very independent from my family and um, I wasn't super worried when I started adulting essentially, but it definitely had its hiccups and just kind of, you know, again, learning to just trust myself and learning to go with what I want. No, definitely. I think that it it can be challenging at first to to be, you know, this ind- independent woman and people think that it's I feel like it's portrayed as something that's so easy to do. Yeah. And it's so hard because you don't realize all these little oh, yeah. things that you need as an adult. And you don't think that you need to know how to do as an adult. And remember how to do and all of those things. That just makes me think back to when I Oh, sorry. What was it like when I first moved into my apartment, all the stuff that you didn't have that you don't realize you need until you move in? (laughs) No, for sure. I think it can feel overwhelming too. like how many things realistically you feel like you have to do each day being an adult and like taking care of yourself. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of crazy. If you think about it, you're like, have this just like insane list of things that you need to do outside of the eight hours that you work every day probably nine if you include lunch (laughs) so I don't know it's wild but that's definitely a good one (laughs) yeah definitely Gabby okay so my next one is kind of bouncing off those ideas but it is no one no no one owes you anything and I think that in life we kind of expect people to do things without communicating our needs or our our wants or even our expectations in in a relationship and then we get disappointed. And I think that unless you specify your I guess like a qualifications is is the wrong word I'm looking <laughs> for, but standards, there we go. As long as you express your standards like you can't be disappointed or if you are disappointed then that person doesn't want to meet your standards like they're not actively wanting to try to be the best person that fits your bubble and that's okay like not everyone is going to meet those standards but at least you set them and so I guess my point in this whole thing is that people 
don't necessarily do things that you're expecting. Like for me, I feel like I have high expectations that someone is just going to take me out on a date and surprise me and take me on this lovely little picnic and they know exactly where I want to go and they know exactly what I want to do. And if I don't communicate that to that person, then they're not going to know that's my expectation. And that's my that's what I want in a relationship is like surprise dates or yeah. like, you know, taking me out or, you know, whatever. Like they don't owe me that. It's something that I need to communicate with them. Yeah. I think I saw a pastor one time say something and I'm going to butcher what he said, but something similar to expectation leads to disappointment. Like we have these, yeah, these standards for people or we want them to do something because that's what we want. And when they don't meet that because they're not you, they don't think the same. So, you know, how can they meet exactly what you want? So I think, yeah, communicating those things, if it's like you want a surprise or any of that, like you have to be so clear. And even then, like they're effort like you need to notice that because it might not be exactly what you were thinking in your head but if you notice that they're putting the effort into I don't know maybe bringing flowers or something little like that because you like surprises like might not be what you thought or what you had in mind but they're still trying yeah definitely I think it I think that you know when it comes to those expectations and whatnot if you don't spell those out for someone you're just gonna be like you're just gonna be disappointed and that's that's the end of it because you also have to realize people's capacity because sometimes people don't have the capacity to do some of those like crazy surprises that you see in the movies or you see in in shows like that's not realistic and I think that that's important to realize too I think that's a good way to say is it's just like definitely communicate your expectations as well is one thing I've learned and communication has been a huge thing for me um, that I'm still growing and still learning how to do. All right, Sharon, back to you. So my next one, and I think one of my probably the most important one is you can start over kind of wherever and whenever in your life. Uh, I think that was something that I didn't really know and I had a point where I think I really panicked. So I was in a seven-year relationship. So right out of – or we had dated in high school and kind of had all these plans. Um, And I thought I knew what my life was going to look like. And when that relationship ended and it didn't work out, I think there was a moment of like, what am I supposed to do? Like I had all these plans and I thought my life was going to be just this certain path and – I up and moved to a different state, started a new job and found somebody who is absolutely wonderful and is just so much better for me. And it's a wonderful relationship. And so like you literally can start over. I don't care if you're 50 years old, like tomorrow can just be your next journey. You know, like, I don't know, there's never a time where you're too old to start again or too late to start again. If you don't like your career, change it. It doesn't matter. Like, Life is too short not to be happy and not to do something that you love. Yeah, and one of the things is definitely like the fear of the unknown and just not being prepared for that change. Like you kind of just need to embrace what that change is going to be and just, you know, prepare yourself for the unexpected too. Yeah, I mean, plan edits are always okay. I think that everyone has, well, I feel like 
some people, I won't say everyone, but <laughs> some people have set plans for their life and you think that you know how it's going to turn out, but sometimes you are pushed um, into certain directions because what the situation that you're in isn't good for you and you get comfortable and and whatnot and it's okay to change your plan it's okay to change your course in life I mean that's how we grow right so I mean you sometimes have to be put in these situations where you you have to learn and grow and change your plans yeah Rachel yeah and so one of the biggest things I think I've learned is maintain friendships with the busy lives that we all have as adults um Definitely going from, first of all, high school, where you're seeing your friends every day and, you know, we're hanging out outside of school easily all the time, going to college where you're still seeing your friends often. And, you know, Cheyenne and I had a class every single day together for multiple quarters. And so we stayed connected that way. But when you guys all start doing your big girl jobs, it's it's hard to maintain the friendships and how you the capacity you used to. So it's just trying to learn how to adjust to everyone's schedule and adjust to the changes um, with everyone's lives. And so that was kind of the biggest thing was kind of accepting that I won't be able to see everyone as often as I used to. I had one of my best friends back home she went to Thailand for a couple months for like nine months last year. And so it was kind of adjusting to the fact that I wouldn't be able to see her for a little bit and adjusting to how can I maintain our friendship, even though she's far away. And um, luckily for me, I'm, I feel like I have a lot of my friendships now that I could always pick off, pick up where we left off, which is always nice too. But I think one thing with COVID that has been a blessing was the fact that um internet <laughs> has increased a bunch and so being able to FaceTime each other and kind of just you know we don't necessarily need to see each other in person but there's other ways that we can communicate with each other too yeah I think it's really important to have those friendships that I mean it's almost like a gym buddy where one person doesn't want to go but the other one is like no we have to go and that's kind of how friendships work for long distances or in your 20s where it's you know one person checks in and maybe the other person has a really busy life. And then the next week, the other person checks in. And I think it's really important to have those relationships where it's not just a one-sided friendship where one person is always checking in on the other, that both of them think about it. And I mean, we have busy lives. Like, don't get me wrong. There are months where I'm just like, I am horrible at checking in with my friends, but that seems like the time that they pick up my slack and they're like, hey, how are you? I haven't heard from you in a little bit and I just want to check in. And I think it's really important to have those friendships as you grow older. I think too, something that's been key, at least for us, is like, if you're thinking about that person, doesn't really matter, like, and they're just struggling or having a good time. I know we do it a lot where it's like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Don't feel like you need to respond. But just know that, like, if you need anything, I'm here. Yeah. That's it. Like, just the simple there, It takes reminders. no effort from that other person who might be struggling. But, yeah, I don't know. I think that's been really helpful. Yeah. And to, to build off of that, my next one is losing friends is okay. So I think as I've grown in my 20s, 
I wanted all of these friends because I kept seeing on Facebook these groups of girls that would stay together in high school and they are still sticking together now. And I don't know what's happening in their lives. I don't know what quality of friendships those are, but it's okay to let people go. And the people that aren't beneficial to you in helping you grow. And in this time period, I think that I've figured out quality over quantity. Like, I don't care to have a huge group of friends. It doesn't help me. It doesn't benefit me. Like, it's great to, to like, be around those types of people. But at the end of the day, I would rather have one or two close friends, if that was the case, the people that I can always turn to, I can always have a conversation with, I can always connect with. At the end of the day, I could call them up and they'd be like, hey, what's going on? And other people that are just kind of more of those surface level friends, I've gotten rid of. It's not that we, I'm rude to them or I don't talk to them or anything like that. It's just If I see them passing by, I'm like, oh, hey, how are you? But I'm not going to intentionally set out to talk to those people just because I don't have a deep connection with them. And that's okay. It's okay to not be friends with everyone. Yeah. I think it's – I think I've told you this, Gabby, but it's it's okay to love from afar. You still care about that person, but it doesn't mean that you have to be – heavily involved in their life if it's a one-sided thing and you're not getting anything back and it becomes toxic for you just love them from afar cheer them on from afar you can do that kind of in your own heart okay i think we have time for maybe like a lightning round okay so you can do a lightning (laughs) i will go um um, i'm still a shitty cook and (laughs) that's okay it is okay to go to trader joe's and grab three frozen things and throw them together in a pan it's okay to have ramen for dinner. You're still feeding yourself. You're still nourishing your body. I have ramen for dinner it. like at least once a week, so I totally respect that. It's just easy. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I'm going to say, one thing I've learned about myself is that I can be a very bitter person. I live in an apartment complex and I hate it, <laughs> and the parking situation is always crap, and I get very petty about people parking, and I'm bitter, and I need to learn to stop being so bitter. Ugh. <laughs> The old lady syndrome. I get it. it I am that here. way too. <laughs> the 30s are coming. <laughs> All right. My lightning round is that cleaning. So cleaning purposes in your 20s. Let me tell you, if you didn't know already, you have to throw out a loofah after one month. I've had mine around sometimes for six months. <laughs> they carry so much bacteria. You have to clean them. Did not know. Also, did you know that you have to clean your laundry, like, machine? The thing that cleans your clothes? Yeah. Apparently, there's a bunch of things that you need to clean in your laundry machine that no one talks about. And also, like, drains and stuff. Yeah. Go on cleaning TikTok. Let me tell you, there are a bunch of things that you will never know that you had to clean, and you do. It's crazy. Um, On that note, (laughs) thanks for tuning in this week. (laughs) Oh, we hope you either learned something or can relate to some of these uh, things that we're currently learning. And we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Mm-hmm.